guys, and welcome to the Embody Your Soul podcast. I'm your host, Alexandra Shelley, also known as BB by many, and I'm a 20-something psychic medium channeler, and on Embody Your Soul, this is where we get real, real comfy, and we discover how we can connect deeper to our divine selves, our divine calling, our soul through best practices and spiritual connection. Oh my goodness. Ah, Thank you guys so, so much for being here. You truly have no idea how much your ears, your love, and your presence means to me. It truly, truly means the world to me. And I am always so excited to sit down with you all and just connect deeper and just discover how we can just absolutely embody our soul. So anyways, this episode I am so, so excited about and I really, really love this guest. This conversation, I didn't know I needed it so much and I think that's the beautiful thing about spirit I'm learning is that you may think that you need something, which of course, like when you know yourself, you know what you need and you know what you don't need. But the most beautiful thing is when you connect deeper to your own soul, you get deeper to spirit, they know what you need more than you'll ever, ever know. And this was absolutely such a wonderful, guided, God-given conversation. So our guest is Chelsea Reif, and she is the host of the podcast, My Non-Expert Opinion, and she is also a podcast coach. And it's so interesting because I actually came across her three years ago on another podcast, her friend Kenzie Burke. She has a podcast called Food, Sex, and Money, and it's really just about like nourishment and healing and movement and love. And it's, I also like love the name. I think it's so rad. But anyways, I was in a weird space in my life. I I was living with a roommate that wasn't aligned with me. I'll say that in like the kindest way possible. I was also just feeling very lonely. I was going through a lot physically, mentally, spiritually. And I turned on this random podcast episode with Chelsea and um, almost said Chelsea and Chelsea, Chelsea and Kenzie. And something about it was just so wonderful like the simple conversation of just two best friends talking about life love relationships health and manifestation success businesses failure and it was so comforting but i really really connected with their conversation and i also really particularly connected with chelsea because i loved how not only did she really manifest and uh, bring to life these amazing goals of hers of moving to Australia and crystallizing her business and, you know, um, pairing up with a really wonderful man at the time. But also the fact that she did and still does and that is how she actually is a successful uh, podcaster and businesswoman is really being able to have this air of professionalism in class but also she's so vulnerable she embraces the growing pains and the body aches of life and growing up and being a young woman but also being a successful businesswoman and I think that's so important I think too often we follow you know these coaches or influencers or whatever I'm not trying to bash anyone like you don't have to share what you don't want to share but I think there's real beauty when it comes to being okay with I can be successful and still go through growing pains of life and I think it's so so important I mean 
Shoot, I know all of us still go through growing pains, no matter how old we are, no matter how young we are, but also you're still able to live and um, perform and do amazing things in the world. And again, that's why I really, really connected with Chelsea. Again, I uh, reconnected with her or like kind of like her podcast and like what she does literally only like a few months ago and I was like okay well I definitely need to connect with this woman and we did and she's freaking awesome this conversation is unbelievable and she was also a guest um, a guest speaker at one of my soul circles and I'll get to that in a little bit but right now I want to focus on Chelsea so anyways this conversation is so freaking magnetic. We talk about nervous system regulation and how important it is when it comes to just not only having success in your own life, but having success in your business, in your relationships, and your health. And it's so, so important because I think too often we're also you know, putting so much pressure on ourselves to make these quantum leaps and, you know, have these overnight successes. And I think about it, like even with my own business of like Dog Eared Book Club and of course Embody Your Soul, I have really high goals for myself that I know I'll achieve. And, you know, I also, it also comes with high expectations, which is good, but also bad because then I really just freak myself out and, you know, I'm already a very anxious, depressed person. Um, okay. <laughs> that like came off wrong. I have depression and anxiety and ADHD. I am not an anxious, depressed person, <laughs> but anyways, I suffer from those things. Um, and actually, you know what? I'm going to catch myself right now. I don't suffer from them. I work with them and I live with them. And I function with them. So anyways, I love that little that little turnaround, yo. Anyways, I love it because I don't think I'd be ready for this crazy million dollar overnight success. I would have to do a lot of work for it mentally, spiritually, physically, financially, intellectually, emotionally in order to have that success and hold that success in my body. And I think that is what happens with so many people is this success comes and they quite literally do not know how to hold this success and you know hold this responsibility and we don't realize what a great responsibility is not only for literally taking care of ourselves but we are all role models to people we have to realize that when we live we are living with the collective we are serving the collective we are affecting and influencing the collective literally moment by moment even even if you are literally alone all day in your apartment, you are affecting the collective with your life. And again, like that shouldn't be like, it. of course, like I understand like that is probably like, oh my God, that's crazy. Like I can't handle it. But at the same time, it's like, it's empowering. Like you living your God-given truth and your divine self is such a beautiful thing. You know, no matter who you are or what age you are, um, you need to be able to hold your truth and that light that is in you and that's always been in you in your body and out into the world. And I think again with Chelsea's just conversation about baby steps and nervous system regulation and this beautiful mindset around success and money and relationships, 
is just amazing. And it, it truly was something that I am now taking into consideration every single day. Like how can I have a really successful pr productive day, but also regulate my anxiety, regulate my stress, make sure I don't like freak out if something happens at work, make sure I don't freak out if I look at my bank account and it's lower than I want, or make sure I don't freak out, you know, if something just doesn't go as planned. And again, I love this. I think every single person can connect with not only this conversation, but Chelsea, she's so awesome. And again, her podcast is my non-expert opinion. It's really awesome. And something I told her one time was I was like, Chelsea, it literally feels like I'm sitting with you in my sweats and we're just on your bed talking. And she's like, that is literally the vibe I'm going for. And it just made me so happy. So anyways, check her out. She's awesome. And if you're interested in starting a podcast, definitely check her out. Check out her work. And she's she has amazing reviews, like honestly, not even on her podcast, but like with her podcast coaching. So anyways, let's get really comfy. And again, um, I also didn't mention this. This is literally part one because our conversation was almost two hours. And I'm like, I don't think I'm at that status to have like a three hour podcast. So anyways, I want to make this as beautiful and digestible as possible. So again, check her out and um, enjoy and let me know what your favorite part is. Let me know uh, maybe practices that you're already implementing into your life. And again, I cannot wait for you guys to get to know Chelsea. Now we're recording. Wow. I don't know what it is. Well, thank you for just accepting who I am and where I'm at. Love like, it. Wow. Okay. I kind of wish that whole, you know what? Okay. Here's also what I do. Cause I'm just scrappy off and I know you'd appreciate, I like do this just in case. Oh yeah. Oh, so I it's all there. I'm like, okay. Cause that intro, yeah. that whole thing was just funny. Like I just, that's what I love about podcasting. It's just fucking hilarious. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's always you got to catch everything. Oh, yeah. Okay, so welcome. So excited you're here. Thank you. And let's just get started. So in your own words, what does it mean to embody your soul? I feel like embodying your soul. I'm going to try to explain this in a way that doesn't sound like a Pinterest quote, because I feel like that is something that yeah. really bothers me. And so I feel like embody your soul is to listen to those gut feelings, those, you know, downloads, those hits, whatever you want to call them, and then live in integrity with those. So I feel like we all actually know how to embody our soul, but because of where we grew up or how we grew up or who we hang out with or whatever the case is, whatever expectations come from us, we can stray from that because we think, oh my gosh, this isn't going to be accepted or this is weird or whatever the case is. So I feel like when you embody your soul, it's a true acceptance of like, this is who I am and I'm going to live in integrity with that. Mm, I love it. I know. And it's just, it's so interesting how it's, it just, I found myself this weekend. It was so funny. My boyfriend was like, what is wrong with you? Like, I don't know. But so like I live alone and I just, I just have this pod of just goodness and I'm just sitting with spirit all day. So I'm like, what up? Good vibes. And then I live in LA, which is such like a love hate relationship. And on Saturday, we like did this lovely hike in Topanga and breakfast. And I just found myself getting so frustrated with the world. I was just like, what is wrong with people? Like I, he's like, what is your deal? Like you are, I don't like, I don't, 
I know, okay, but I'm human. And this morning I was like really sitting with myself and meditating and getting downloads. And it's just, it's just so interesting how when like you are finally there embodying your soul and everyone's kind of walking around asleep because they're not. And it's just how much that ripple effect affects everyone else in the world because they're not listening to themselves. And then you're like, Oh my God, just like sit and listen. But it's just, I don't know. That was a digression, Mm -hmm. which we love digressions, but it's just so interesting. It's like, that's such a huge reason why like everything is going on in the world right now, because we're all just freaking upset because we're not tuning in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of us could do well with reflecting on what we're even thinking. That's why I'm like meditation gets, you know, it's not even a bad rap. I think people just think, oh my God, I'm not ascending. I'm not seeing breakthroughs. I'm not transitioning to a higher, you know, up level. And I'm like, sometimes meditation is just to tune in. It's like, okay, how do I really feel? What's going on? Why do I feel anxiety right now? Why am I Mm. freaking out over something? It's like, just stop for a second and literally for a minute, ask yourself, like, what is going on in my body? Oh yeah. And just to get like quiet, like, even if you're just like, I remember I did a post recently and I think people see meditation as like, oh, you have to like levitate and see flowers or whatever. And it's like, you could count sheep for all we care. It's just yes. about getting quiet. Like, I don't know. Also we stand Minaj. Did I say his name? Yes. Right. Oh my God. I love Minaj. Minaj is the best. <laughs> Minaj, by the way, everyone is from Open, this app that we love. He's the co-founder. And yeah, if you don't know how to meditate, go download Open and uh, listen to his voice. Uh, I just love him. Oh my God. Anyways, okay, let's like get focused. So I I just love this and I love what you do. And I like love you because a year and a half ago, I was in I was honestly in like my dark night of the soul, and it was rough. And I was also living with someone who, bless her heart, she is just, she's just going through her own journey. I'm just, I will not get into that because that's a whole other, honestly, episode. And so I was just really figuring a lot of stuff out. And then I heard you on Kenzie Burke's podcast. And I, I just, I loved it because I felt like I was sitting with Well, I actually was like, I was literally listening to like two really close girlfriends talking about, it was weird because now I'm obviously so in it, but I haven't even heard of the word like manifestation or even like what it was. Cause you know, I grew up with like my dad and my, my siblings are all very like type a, and I'm kind of like the black sheep of the family in terms of like, I'm very creative. I'm really out there. I just like think differently. I live differently. And they're kind of like, what's up? And I'm like, yeah. And, um, and it was just amazing, like hearing your story and you're so real. And I think, um, I don't know. So that was just my first like brush with you and your work. And I would love to know kind of how you look back at that and you're just like, I'm here. And, you know, your journey of, I mean, it wasn't even that long ago, but it feels like, I mean, I look back at a year and a half ago and I'm just like, damn. So, yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting that even, even a year ago, I feel already like a different person. And Mm -hmm. I was talking to my friend about this last night because 
I, I just got home recently after living abroad for two years and people mm-hmm. are like, remember the, that thing we did and that thing you said and that memory. And I'm like, Bleh. I'm like, I don't, which is freaking me out because I have a really good memory. Like I pride myself on my photographic memory. Like it used to freak people out. They're like, I can't believe you remember everything. So the fact that I wasn't remembering these things, I was like, this is really interesting. Like, why am I not recalling it? And then it hit me. I'm like, it's because I've been through so much in the last two years from a spiritual level, a business level, financially, emotionally, romantically. Like I literally think my brain is still trying to catch up and my body and like process what's happened. So this is all to say, like in the last two years, I literally feel like a different person. So Mm -hmm. yeah, even when you're referencing that podcast, I'm like, yeah, that was, I was also going through a, a crazy like healing experience. Then I've been through so much since that podcast and now I'm in a totally different experience now. And I am going through like another healing thing. It's just constantly, I feel like I'm constantly like moving through something, especially in the last two years. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think it happened when I turned 30. I remember this feeling of like, I'm 30 now. Like I need to take responsibility for the life that I want to create. Like the 20s was like, haha, fun experiment, make mistakes, who cares? And I'm like, I, I still believe in all that, but there was this level of like, ownership that hit me when I turned 30 of like grow up and start taking responsibility for the life that you want. And I'm like, okay, I need to start getting my finances together. I need to stop pretending like I don't know how to invest or that I don't know how to save or that I don't know how to run a business or I don't have business skills. And I feel like that podcast that I was on, that actually was a huge catalyst for my business. A lot of people came to me after that podcast and it, it illuminated to me the work I had to do um, again, with finances, with clients, with my business, everything. But yeah, I I don't even know if I'm answering your question, but I feel like a different person. And I still feel like right now I'm shedding another layer of myself mm-hmm. and becoming a new person. Yeah, no, you totally did. And I, and I love that. And even like, oh, no, I, um, freaking A, oh my gosh, the fact that I forgot which episode, because I've been like listening to like a few of your episodes and there was, what was it? Oh, no, I think it was the one because you had a long intro. You're like, sorry for this long intro, but it was the one where <laughs> you do, you <laughs> always where you got into Sarah Cohen's episode. And I just I I don't know. It just feels so good to like see a coach or like someone who is like in kind of the realm of like what I'm doing or just like the people that I like to surround myself with on social media, or at least just in my life. And I feel like, which I know you're going to be like, what, what? Yeah. Because (laughs) I feel like so many coaches, they, which is amazing. They talk about their downs and their flaws and their mistakes, which is amazing, but they're not talking about the mistakes they're making like right now, or like, just the bumps they're going through right now. And I'm kind of like, I'm not triggered by it, but I guess like, I, again, like, I just really admire you. Cause what was it in this episode? You're like, yeah, which honestly I would do that too. And also that guy is like a pussy, but they were like, <laughs> you were like, you're cute. Let's go on a date. And you're like, I got rejected kind of sucked. And I was like, honestly, like, I would like, I'm dating the love of my life and like, he's amazing, but it's like, I literally just went through all of that, like a year ago. Like that is so not that I was like, Oh, like fresh wound, but it was just like, 
it was just so nice to hear that. Honestly, I don't even know if I'm being like clear. I'm just like going off, but it was just so, it's so nice to have you like for at least like me, like I'm growing my own business and so many other like young women, like just trying to like figure it out. And you're like, I, I mean, yeah, I got a business and I have a lot of clients, but like, I'm freaking figuring it out too. I don't yeah. know. That wasn't even like a question. It was just kind of more of like, thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for, for validating that because there are moments sometimes where I'm like, this is not painting me in a good light to talk about things that I haven't figured out when I'm running a business. I did a whole episode actually of like 10 business mistakes I've made. And some of them I, w- I was still working through. I was like, by the way, these aren't like lessons that I've learned and wrapped up and ready to present. Like I'm still working on it. And funny enough, that episode was when a lot of people came to me after and they were like, oh my God, I want to work with you. And I'm like, this is weird. I thought I actually freaked, <laughs> I freaked out after I posted that episode because I was like, that was really bad. Like you, you just painted yourself as like someone who doesn't know what they're doing. Why would anyone want to work with up. you? Well, and then that's actually when bad. people came to me. So yes. your point, I think, I feel like we all are craving uh, a bit more realness and vulnerability, but I know from experience that can feel like, but if I'm too vulnerable or too real, people aren't going to look at me as credible or expert or a a professional person. And they're not going to work with me and I'm not going to have a business. So I feel like that's why a lot of coaches end up wrapping everything with a pretty bow Mm. and it's a learning lesson and it's an insight. And if you want to take their course, they'll teach you about it. And I'm like, there are just some things that I don't need to teach you and I'm still working on and I'm still fucking it up. And I hope I can cuss on this podcast. Oh yeah. I was like, I'm still that's why I've never taught a course about money. I'm still working on money shit. I've figured out a lot in the last year and I'm so proud of myself, but there are still blocks I come up against and I'm not going to go out of my way to be like, I am a money coach now and I'm going to teach you about money just because I figured out like a few things. That's not, that's (laughs) not happening. Oh, absolutely not. I know. Like even with like this weekend, I don't know why, like it was just such a pivotal day but it was just one of those things where I'm like beeps you're a medium like you should be like like people are you know we are love and I was just like fuck this person like I was so frustrated and it was just so funny but it's just one of those things where like we are just so we have to recognize that we are just so in this human experience like we are just the most like flawed, ridiculous, inflamed people ever. And we have to embrace it, but that's all a part of the healing process because we're not meant to be here and just like have it figured out. And I think that's so funny. Honestly, it's like, it got me thinking when you were talking about, oh, all those people came to you. I mean, that's kind of your like superpower. I think that's probably what differentiates you from a lot of people is like, yep, let's figure it out together. But I know how to lead and I know how to inspire people and like, I'm here for you. So I think that's, I don't know. I think, think that's great. Love it. Thank you for saying that. Cause I definitely have some insecurities around it sometimes, but to your point, I'm like, this is something I really have figured out. I'm like, you don't need to be a full on PhD level expert certified 20 times over person to lead a group. It's just, sometimes people just need a space to do that thing. Like they, they don't have the time or capabilities or accountability or support 
to do what they want to do. And they're like, I just need someone to create the space. So I'm like, if anyone's listening and you want to start a business or you're in your business and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. You don't. And I'm not saying this. I know this sounds like, oh, okay. So you don't even need to like learn about your topic. Like, no, go get educated on whatever you're talking about. That would be out of integrity to be talking about money, but you don't even look at your bank account. Like, that's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's more so I realize people just need someone to lead and hold that space for them. And I realize that is something that I, I can do. So I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, that's even something I'm like, you know, when I was called to like start my mediumship stuff, I was like, really? Like, are you serious? And I was like talking to a friend of mine who like, we like practice once a week and she's literally like in her fifties and we're the same person. It's amazing. I'm like, I love this friendship. Um, and I was like, should I show my certifications to the class? I'm taking, she's like, no, like, don't doubt your gift. Like, don't doubt what you have. Like spirit won't let you down. And I'm like, that is so right. And like, yeah, that kind of, that definitely, I feel like that connects to your point where it's just like, you just have to be the person to like, take, to create that space. Cause I think that's honestly what a lot of us are really looking for. Um, because I think the space gets really claustrophobic with what we think we need and what we think we should look up to, but it's actually just the container of good. I don't even mm-hmm. know where that went. I was just like trying to find my point along the way. And I'm like, <laughs> that's why I love podcasting too. Cause it's like you have an hour to like ramble and figure, figure out your it thoughts. Out. And it's like, okay, yeah, I think we got it somewhere in there. Someone will get a message. Yeah. yeah I think we got it. Something about the microphone just really, it's like that mm-hmm. pressure. You're like, I have to figure it out, but we're all just, we're all just here together. <laughs> Exactly. This is like you said, human experience. We're all flawed. We're all Uh, trying to figure it out. Oh yes. Okay. So back to like the questions. So describe whether, you know, well, I guess it's kind of cool because you have a photographic memory, which we love. Um, Describe, (laughs) describe the moment or the day where you felt really far from who you were and you needed to draw closer to your divine purpose or like deeper calling. Okay. Yeah. This one, I do have a very photographic memory around. I remember so vividly, this was in 2016. I was working at a really great job. I was getting paid six figures. I was promoted. I was a manager. Mm -hmm. I was really young too. I was for being a manager, like 25 or 26. Um, I lived in Chicago in a luxury condo by the lake. And the reason I'm telling you guys this is because on paper, that's what I thought was the dream. Like I thought you're a manager, you make great money, you live in a nice ass apartment, you are helping people in your field, whatever the case is. But I felt so empty, unfulfilled, unsatisfied. And I'm like, I cannot figure this out because this was quote unquote, the dream I was working towards. And it was reflecting in every aspect of my life. Like I was going out with guys that were total trash. I mean, a guy that told me to go fuck myself on the second day, a guy that had to get drug tested at work because he had a drug problem. Another guy that I got ghosted like 20 times in the span of 2016. And I'm like, what is going on? Like something is happening internally. And I remember I got off the bus and I just felt this wave of like, who am I? And I called my mom bawling, crying. My mom was like, what is going on? It was like a Tuesday at 6 PM, like just wrapping up a work day. And I was like, 
I just feel so sad. Like I feel so far, like you just said, far away from myself. Like I don't even recognize myself. I don't understand how I'm attracting these people. I don't understand what's going on. I don't like everything just felt confusing. And it was in that moment where I was like, you cannot live like this anymore. Like this is unsustainable. This is not a way to live to just make money and spend it and, but feel empty all day and not have like a a North star purpose. So that was the catalyst for me really getting into therapy. And I looked up a therapist. I, I think I actually went through a, no, I found a therapist and I didn't like her and we did not click at all. Mm. And I was like, uh, this is not going to work. I think I went to one more session to give it a shot. And I was like, mm. and I found someone else and I, I loved her. I ended up going to therapy for a whole year for like every single week. And I worked on so much. But yeah, the moment was definitely 2016. And it was just having this realization like, wow, material goods and making a shit ton of money. But here's the thing. I still think everyone should make a shit ton of money. I didn't have a purpose or intention with my money. I was just like, oh, if I make more money, people will like me more. I can buy more things. I can do more things with my money. But it was very self-absorbed. It wasn't like, how can I circulate money? How could I give back? How could I make this do good for the world. Mm -hmm. And that felt really empty. So yeah, it was, it was a dark moment. Mm. Okay. Two things. So interesting. Literally 2016 was, that was when I was like, "Mm." that was, I have two times in my life where I was like the most depressed ever one, like two years ago, a year and a half ago, dark night of the soul classic. And then also 2016, like, I was just like, wow, 2016, I was in New York and that was a horrible year. So I was like, wow, we're depression twinsies. It's a bad um, year. My other, friend, <laughs> it, was a bad year. it was actually, I remember this too. We went out on my birthday and it, me and my two best friends were out at the bar and we were all just crying over different things. I was crying over a guy. My friend was crying over like a guy too. My other friend, and we were like, wow, this year sucks. Like 2016 was not a good year for the collective. I'm fucking dying. We're at my birthday. We're all crying. Oh crying at a bar. I was like, this is, this is really dark. <laughs> that's so amazing. That's, that's something I would do. So that's why I'm like, wow, I just really, we stan. Um, but also with the money thing, I think that's so, I don't know. It's just affirming to hear. And it's just amazing to hear too, because like, I think when, I don't know, for instance, like, I'm not afraid to say it, but like, I remember saying it the other day with like in front of my boyfriend and his roommate, I was like, freaking yeah. Like I want to be a multimillionaire. And they're like, what? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, oh, like the X amount of money isn't enough for you. I'm like, not that it's like not enough. I just, know what I want. I know like how I want to live my life. I also know what I want to do for other people. And it's just interesting because I think people look at this work and they're like, oh, like you're going to make X amount of money. And you kind of have to be this like weird martyr where you're like, oh, you know, I'm for the people. So I can live off a almond and in a cardboard box. And it's like, right. no, like abundance and like wealth comes with truly like fulfilling beauty in the world and like serving others. And honestly, like when you're aligning with your divine purpose, like that's where all the abundance comes from. So I think 
honestly, especially like at a young age too, like that's amazing that you did that. Cause I, yeah, that is terrifying. I mean, yeah. Money is such an interesting conversation. Like you said, people, people, when you say you want to be a millionaire, think that you want to be a millionaire to like spend it all on yourself and like only buy designer clothes. And I'm like, no, I want to hire full-time team members. I don't like only being able to pay a VA, you know, for 10 hours or 20 hours a month. I'm like, I want her full time. I want my podcast editor to be a full-time team member. I want to give them benefits. I want to go on annual retreats with my team. I want to have the Mm. best softwares to serve my clients. Mm. Not only that, but it's like, if I heard this once from my, one of my mentors and she was like, when you're broke and like trying to scrap, you know, together, whatever you can all the time, that's when you're the most selfish. And I'm like, it's so true. Whenever I'm scrambling for money, I'm not thinking about anyone else. I'm like, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to like pay this person next month? Can I, do I need to like cut expenses? And all I'm thinking about is myself when I'm in overflow. I'm like, that's when I'm getting people gifts. I'm adding people's, I'm adding hours of people's packages. I'm like, wow, I could do so much more with way more money. Like I could build a school. I could, you know, invest in small business owners. I could be an angel investor. And I'm like, that's why I want to be a millionaire. It's not to just like fly on a private jet and only buy things for myself. Oh, I love that. No. And just like, it's interesting. Cause obviously I don't like, I'm in the place in my life where I don't need like the validation really, but it's just so nice to hear like you affirming that. Cause yeah, that's literally exactly what I want. Like my my web designer, like who's been doing all of my branding for like embody your soul, Doggered book club, my queen. I'm like, I, yeah, like I want to hire her full time. And there is this one video of, I love Sarah Blakely. Um, and Obsessed she was like, her. I bought all you guys first class tickets to like anywhere in the world. I'm like, that's what I want to do. Like yes. I want to do that for people. Like, and her red backpack fund, how she just ugh. donated like $5,000, like a million businesses. I was like, that is what I want to do with my money is like resource other people. Mm, like, honestly, I don't know. But then that's what's really sad is like, there's, I don't know, money just comes like, there's so much trauma around it. And then that's why people like, not like, affirm is not the right word, but they're not excited for you because they're like in the pits of like, oh, my bank accounts at zero. And they don't want to hear someone else being like, hell yeah, like I want all this money. So yeah, so it's weird. A triggering topic. The trigger is damn it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> I Close. Wanted, to like, <laughs> wanted to really like up it, but that I'm like a writer and I'm like, beebs, get it together. <laughs> um, like figure it out. But anyways, we love it. Um, okay, so this is so, I don't know. This is so interesting. I feel like it could be such an eye roll, like doing the work. Like it's just such a saturated word now, but also it's not. And I think there, not that there's like a wrong way to do the work, but there's certainly a better way, better ways to do the work. So I'd love to hear like in your own words, like what does like doing the work mean? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I used to have very strong opinions about that term but and I still do but I actually feel like um who was it the the psychologist that wrote that book how to do the work I was like finally someone wrote a book of like what the fuck that actually means it's not just like 
people are like, oh, I'm doing the work. And I'm like, reposting a nice quote is like not doing the work. Like that's not, I don't care if you post five back-to-back spiritual like quotes, that's not doing the work. For me, that is executing and actually taking action on things that you say you want to work on. So Mm. for example, if you want to do the work on, let's say you're an impatient person, you're like, I'm going to do the work on this. Posting quotes about being impatient is not doing the work. It's like, are you going to what we talked about earlier, meditate? Are you checking in with yourself? And then are you practicing that? This is my biggest hang up with people that are, they do the work like online, but then you go out with them and they're the ones that are like snapping at customer service people or like yelling at the the silliest things or like blowing up on a representative. And you're like, wait, I thought you were Mrs. Like light and love and meditating and journaling and doing breathing exercises. Like, I don't understand how you're not practicing what you preach. So to me, that's what doing the work is, is taking the time, whether it's daily, weekly, monthly to take action on what you want to work on implementing it and then applying it in the real world, like practicing with your family, with your spouse, with your friends, with your coworkers. And then that becomes a part of you when you can actually like integrate it into yourself and it becomes part of you. That's how you quote unquote, in my opinion, do the work. Yes. Oh my gosh. And this leads so perfectly into the next question. Um, So with doing the work, I know what you're like really getting into is nervous system regulation. And I would love to hear like how you got curious about that and like you're kind of developing knowledge and like work on that and maybe really how it's it's already tying or it's going to tie um, into your business. I got into it during my yoga training in I did a yoga training in Bali in 2019, I think. And we had whole sessions on anatomy and the nervous system. And I was like, boring, who cares? Like, I just want to learn yoga. Like, why are we in this class? Like, I literally was so checked out. And then we had one teacher who I loved and he explained things in such a different lens. And he talked about the lungs and the breath. And he was like, we all only use like, I think it was a crazy stat, like 10 to 20% of our lung capacity. And I'm like, that's actually shocking. Like, what do you mean? He's like, we shallow breathe all day long. And this shallow breathing is what can cause us a lot of anxiety or we're not regulating ourselves. And he kept saying that word, like we're not regulating our nervous systems. And I was like, what? And then after this training, which was a month long where you're meditating every day for 30 minutes, you're doing yoga for two hours, you're meditating at night. I mean, it was, it was actually like probably one of the biggest catalysts for me changing into a different person because I went into that pretty, uh, close-minded. I was like, I just want to learn yoga so I can teach yoga and make money at a cute yoga studio in Australia. And then going through it, I was like, Oh my God, like I have a lot of grief to work through. I have a lot of shit in my body. I need to like get this regulated. So that's where I learned about it. And then what, what I started to realize is after that, there's some backstory to this too. Um, when I worked in corporate America, I would always get crazy skin rashes. It actually became like a joke where people were like, Oh, like which rash are you going to come in with? And they were always, I've had scabies. I've had, um, what's the other one? Search the nest. Uh, I can't remember. There's a million like skin rashes that I've had. And I was like, Oh, I just must be like, it must be my clothing. It must be my laundry detergent it must be something I ate. And doctors would always just give me a cream and like call it a day. 
what was interesting is when I moved to Australia after this yoga training and I started regulating my nervous system, AKA like walking on the beach, going to yin yoga classes, slowing down to eat my food. These rashes, let's knock on wood, have never happened since then. I have never had a skin rash since then. I've barely been to the doctor. Well, now I'm in Florida, which is like zero mandate. So I've been more sick than usual. But my point is those skin rashes have never come back. And I'm like, I don't think that's random. I think it's because I started regulating my nervous system. And I also learned about cortisol, which is the stress hormone. And I was like, I'm not a stressed person. Like I don't get stressed that easily. And I realized there were little things throughout the day that were causing stress. Like my alarm clock that was at level 100 volume going off to wake me up. Someone ringing the doorbell, you know, every day at 12 for an Amazon package, the fluorescent lights in the grocery store. There are all these little things I started to pick up on that. I'm like, yeah, this actually is like stressing me out. Not in a way of like despair of like, oh my God, I need to go regulate my nervous system. But it just became, I became really self-aware of what would throw me off balance. So the nervous system regulation became so important to me in my work because it started to show up with money. So I, outside of like health, money would start coming into my business and I would had, had never seen certain amounts of money before. And I would like completely sabotage it, spend it, not know what to do with it. Like I would have no idea what, where my money would go because I wasn't regulated in my nervous system. It felt unsafe. And so I was like, get it out of my bank account, spend it. I don't want to see this money. And then I would be scrambling the next month to pay rent, even though I just had an amazing launch. So that came really apparent to me that I need to do nervous system regulation around money and business and how I expand. And so to answer your question more clearly too, about how I'm like integrating it in my business, it's something I teach now is like working in baby steps. I'm like, I actually will probably, I don't know, let's, we'll see if things change in a few years. I'll probably never use the word quantum leap because I'm like, that is really unregulating to tell someone like, I want everyone to think about this for a second. Imagine you wake up tomorrow and you quantum leaped and you had a hundred thousand followers, a hundred DMs. You just sold a hundred spots to your course. And then you check your email and like 50 of your students are emailing you about the course. Are you ready for that? Like, I'm not, I'm not ready for that level of like in like responsibility. My business infrastructure is not set up to handle like 500 people. So that's what I realized. Nervous system regulation is telling your body and your mind, like it's safe to do this thing, but you have to prove it with, in my opinion, baby steps. Like that's why even with pricing stuff, I'm like, okay, we're going to start at this price. Once I feel safe and people buy it, I'll raise it a little bit next time. Okay. Once I feel safe and people buy it, I'll raise it the next time. So I know I've gone all over the place with this question, but I think it's so important to regulate your nervous system, especially if you have a business because you will sabotage your success in a second, if you don't know how to regulate yourself. Mm, no, literally, I love that answer. And so much came up for me. First of all, that's so crazy about the skin rashes, because that's like, you know, because how we kind of all have our things like when we're stressed or whatever, like, we're like, oh, my back, like, mine is my skin. Like, I like, part of being a, a clean vessel with spirit. And it's really fascinating. It actually makes a lot of sense. Like we shouldn't eat foods that inflame us because we just get stressed. Um, I love it. Cause you're like, 
Because I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. Holy sorry, quick story. Yesterday, I was like, I need to be a clean vessel. And then at like 11 p.m., I was eating Skittles and like chips. I'm like, what the hell are you doing, Chelsea? <laughs> I'm literally dead. No, I know. I'm so there. Um, so there's certain foods that I can't have. And I went through this. That was obviously part of the dark night of the soul with like surrendering to spirit and like accepting this journey. So I can't eat gluten, dairy, or canola oil. And that is in everything. It is so hard. And, um, what I would get is like eczema and there's this, I'll maybe like, I don't don't know right now. I don't want to like pause, but there's this, I took obviously so many pictures and there's this one. It was like, I remember it was October 14th worst day of my life. And it was like all over my face and my eyelids. And then it looked like it was like squiggly. Like then it was just filled with eczema. I'm like, like my little sister was slicing cucumbers to put on my body. Oh my God. It was such a day. So I was like, girl, I get it with the skin rashes, like hardcore. And it's so interesting how you bring up nervous system regulation, because that's why, like, so, um, like this weekend, for instance, like I ate at like one of, like, we ate at like one of our favorite little kind of restaurants and, that's what's hard is like, sometimes like the chefs or, you know, the waiters, like not everything's perfect. And like, you can't like, it's sometimes like, I really am taking a risk, like eating out because, you know, the chefs were just like, oh, fuck it. And, you know, I definitely had tacos. Like they, I think there was definitely like canola oil in it because I know I've had like a certain kind of taco because they don't use like the seasoning or whatever. And my boyfriend's like, okay, like, are you good? Like, do you need anything? I'm like, honestly, like, I'm, I'm okay. Like, I'll just take my enzymes. Like, I'll be fine. And like, that's, I'm so happy I'm in that place now because I've regulated my nervous system to not be so terrified when those come. And that has been truly like 50% of like why I don't get them as bad. And like, even one of my dearest, dearest friends who like, she, goes through so much with her body. And it's just like, I, it's like, I keep talking her through it. I'm like, girlfriend, like you have to lower your stress. Like when it comes and you can't make everything a thing. I think Mm -hmm. that's, what's so hard. Like when, like I, like right now I have this random like eczema all over my fingers, but like, I'm not going to make it a thing. Like, does it need to be a thing, you know? And Mm -hmm. I'm not going to stress about it. Like, not that I'm not going to care about it. I'm going to do what I need to do, but it's just, I think I love like, like what you were saying is like, not everything needs to be like a quote or like an inspirational lesson. Um, because sometimes things just happen, like things just are, um, So I just so resonate on terms of like regulating your nervous system with your health, because I swear it's just like such an ancient medicine that has been around literally ever since we started breathing and people are not tapping into it. Um, Well, and it's really great for other people too. When you're regulated, people can feel that energy and be like, okay, maybe I need to calm down too. Like this is really helpful when you're traveling how many times have you seen someone blowing up at the flight attendant or the check-in counter yelling at someone? And it's like the never in my life would I be like, Oh, you're yelling at me. Let me go out of my way to help you. Like it puts up your defenses. Now you've just triggered that person, activated them. Now they're in defense mode. Now the flight attendant is yelling at the customer. The customer is yelling at the flight attendant. Nothing's getting resolved. Where if you think about if either of those people were regulated, 
like that whole thing of like water meets its own level. I don't even know if that's applicable to what I'm talking about, but like when you're calm, someone else will feel that and feel calm. And then you'll have a more clear conversation. And it's so much easier to communicate when you guys are both regulated. Mm. Oh my gosh. You're so right. And then I actually, I really love what you said about the whole quantum leap. Cause that's been really fascinating. <laughs> I have, again, team Madeline obsessed with Madeline. Mm, um, and <laughs> so like, we like voice note, like crazy. And <laughs> there's this one voice note. She's like, literally I go on my Instagram and everyone's a fucking coach. Like everyone is like blah, blah, blah. And it's so funny because it's like, we're surrounding ourselves with these people, which obviously it's like, we're a coach, we're this, like, I want to start surround myself with this, but I feel like it's probably really frustrating. And I can see where she's coming from because everyone's like quantum leaps. Like I had a six figure launch and it's like, even going back to like, that um to what you've said on your podcast is like we cannot compare ourselves to like their 20th launch and I think it just it triggers so many of us young women I know I definitely like get triggered by that because with dog-eared book club like when I launched it like it it was not like this launch that I was like I'm gonna have like blah 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 like 50 members or whatever and it just was not like that at all like it was literally my first business ever that I've ever you know, even, I don't know, is the first thing I've ever launched in my life. And I think that's something that we just need to really think about is we need to like alchemize and we need to process. And also, no, I would not be ready for like a hundred members or like a hundred thousand followers. And I think I just, I don't know. I just, I love what you said about that because that's like not nervous system happy. <laughs> no, well, we've also seen it play out like lottery winners that go broke and end up homeless because they were not regulated, had no idea what to do with that amount of money. This is why we see TikTokers now that are like young having mental breakdowns because they went viral with millions of views and then had the pressure to sustain it and it's unsustainable and then they have a breakdown. And I'm like, we have so much evidence of why like completely trying to leap into a, a level that you're not familiar with doesn't work, that it blows my mind that that's like the messaging that we put out. Uh, oh my God, yes. Hard. Hello, you guys. Oh, my freaking goodness. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. And I'm also even more excited because that is just part one. Part two, we completely just dive deeper into money mindset and growth, healing, failure, success. It's just fantastic. I didn't even know I needed this conversation as much as as much as I did at first. What? I don't even know if that made sense. But anyways, I cannot wait to hear what your favorite part was, what methods you're going to start implementing, what methods maybe you already are implementing in your life. And if you haven't already, check out Chelsea on Instagram at Chelsea Rife. Check out her podcast, My Non-Expert Opinion. It has such beautiful reviews and it's had over 80,000 downloads. She's absolutely killing it. And definitely make sure to check out her work at www.chelsearife.com. And again, I love you guys so, so much. Thank you so, so much for your support, your ears, your love, your presence, everything. It means the world to me. It is an honor to serve you. And I will see you guys next time.
Have a beautiful day.